What's up, fucking game? 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 This is not the game, but if it were, just know I ain't playing with your lame ass boy. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Matt Young. This is the Hip Hop Entrepreneurs Podcast, episode number three. I have my co-host with me here, Resonant. Mr. Resonant, don't press that button. That's what's up. So today, I have two guests on the show. I have Gobby and I have OG Rich Boy. OG Rich Boy. Young Gabe, Young Gabby, Gabby, you know. Young what's poppin', what's poppin'? Reg- a reggaeton, oh, reggaeton. Reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> a reggaeton artist and a music producer. Also, uh, OG Rich Boy is the cousin of Resonant, the in-house music producer for the, for the independent Hello. record label, Resonant Entertainment. So Hip Hop Entrepreneurs is a podcast all about hip hop and entrepreneurs, people who are making music and making money from it, making a living from what they love to do. So today, I would like to introduce my guests, OG Rich Boy and Gabi. How are you guys doing? I'm feeling fucking great. How are you? I'm also doing good. Thank you. That's good. (laughs) Could tell you're about to say something. So we want to talk about how you guys traveled from all across the East Coast to come here and record today. OG Rich Boy, you're coming from New York. Gabby, you're coming from Tennessee. Brooklyn Gang, what's up? Inwood, 207, Dykeman, let's go, let's go. Seltzer, seltzer. Seltzer, seltzer. Chugga selts. Yeah. I still don't get that trend. To all my friends in the Yu-Gi-Oh community, how y'all doing? To all my friends back at UT, how y'all doing? All my friends back in Knoxville, how y'all doing? I'm up like Clarkson, how y'all doing? So let's start real quick with OG Rich Boy and Resonant because we got some family connections over here, some cousins in the music producing community. OG Rich Boy is my cousin. Yes. And Rez I'm is my cousin. I'm trying to make sure that's established. <laughs> we're cousins. Yeah, we're cousins. How just so you, you didn't know. So real, real quick. Yeah, we are. How did are. you guys start working together yeah, in the music producing here. sphere? Uh, how do we start working together in the producing sphere? Yeah, like just real quick. I got into it on my own and my cousin was getting into it on his own as well. He had different teachers and we built off each other after a certain point. This was like in 12th grade of senior year of high school. What grade were you in in college? Uh, I think I was like a sophomore, maybe, or end of freshman. I don't really remember, but I know I was just starting college or the intro part of college. Yeah, so, you know, we uh, we grew together in regard to production. We bounced off songs that we liked. And it's funny because every time Richard, sorry, OG Rich Boy recommended- Send my real name. Cut that part out. I got to kill you. <laughs> no, every time, <laughs> Ain't no every time he recommended a song to me, every time he recommended a song to me, I always listened to it religiously, not because- I, not because he sent it to me, but because I genuinely liked it. So I don't know why, but if you created a playlist, I would listen to that shit every day. I think we're just goofballs, honestly. Like, we didn't even make music because we, we didn't even know what we were doing. We were playing loops and just jumping around like dumbasses. But it, it came to something. Look at us now. You guys are, you, you have a personality that you develop together because individually, when I'm alone with both of you, you're very different. Are you are very you know, serious and focused. Richard, you're very serious and focused when I'm with you too. When you guys are together, I swear to God, you're like a bunch of seven-year-olds on a playground. Oh yeah. And I, I feel like it too. <laughs> In the kindest and most polite of ways. Oh no. Great like comment. let's take that for what it is. This is the truth. The truth is not polite. The truth is not un- impolite. It's just the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys just got like a very like juvenile kind of humor, you know? Um, put a highlight. Cause on we the as juveniles. Jew, because Ooh. we're Jewish. So uh, oh, yeah, Jew- Jewishenile. Yes. Yes. Maybe. That's going to have to be a double entendre in a song somewhere. Mm-hmm. Can you make it viral? Yeah. Is this viral already? Nah, is the, we're already viral. Oh, yes. Okay. See, then, you who started reggaeton? Who started uh, reggaeton? Daddy Yankee. 
No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. That's I mean, like, not... between you guys, like, who got, who started producing that first? Assuming I'm saying the word right, which I, I know did. I'm not, but Richard. I mean, you started it yeah. first? I actually hated it for a while, most of my life. I thought it was just trash. And the thing is, a lot of the old stuff is trash, but then now they're using new drums. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. <laughs> Send it to me, man. You talking about Beatsy, mate? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm saying the just the old reggaeton. I mean, there's some good reggaeton. I'm talking about the really bad quality drums uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the lyrics and the flow that are just horrible. But like the thing is, there wasn't that much reggaeton out. So obviously people are just going to clamp onto something that they like. Mm-hmm. It's it, it was a pioneer of a new genre of music. It's a new pioneer. Then... Daddy Yankee came out and he killed it. Literally was there a specific song? Albums. He had the album um, in 2012 that's literally his best album. I forgot what it's called. You know, it has like a purple cover and it's him. It's the it's purple like album. It's kind of neon or something. It's the purple album, though. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it had hits like La Vumba. Gasolina? Not, no. Was gasolina? Did it have gasolina? I don't, so if you heard this song, Me Gusta La Gasolina, that's actually a Daddy Yankee song and it hit the clubs immediately. Um, in America too. <laughs> is gasolina? Uh, is that a yes. weed reference? Yeah, and is no, that it's just no? Honestly, like on the world stage when that song dropped, every Spanish person, like every person who could speak Spanish, was like, "Whoa, this shit cool." Because the drums were harder than any reggaeton song before it. It was just the highest quality. And it was just making people dance. Yeah, yeah the energy too. I think it's faster than yeah, anything. Very before. fast. That's what's up. So I want to find the connection point here because. Uh, Gabi, when I when I first met you and you were making music, you were putting out songs like I'm gonna I'm about to take this back to the max. If you remember that one, yeah, yeah. Well, I got a lot of songs that I've have. I just never really like. I guess at the time, never had the confidence to drop them. So yeah, a lot of like that to the max. I think was like the second song that I dropped with some of my folks, mm-hmm. and that was not reggaeton. Well, that was like uh, no, not at all. How would you even describe that? Uh, like a party song. It just was a song I wanted people to listen to, like during uh, pre games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you start getting more into the reggae. Did you get into reggaeton on your own and then you found Ari and Richard? Um, no, I sorry, think, Resident I think, and OG Rich Boy? Or how did how did that collab start? Man, if I do recall, <clears throat> Ari and I were working on a song. I don't know what song it was, but then we were, we met up at, at Shaq's house. Shout out, shout out to Shaq, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Nova Hendrix. Yeah. We met up at Shaq's house. OG, OJ was, uh, damn, OJ was there. Um, Vo was there, you was there, I was yeah, there, yeah, yeah, and we yeah. were talking about like, hey man, I think we should get into reggaeton, dude. He's like, man, it's crazy, cause I got a reggaeton beat or something like that. Uh-huh. Then we linked up, I think, and then we did, we did, um, we did a song that we haven't dropped yet. Should we say the name? Suelta. We did a song called Suelta first, and then shout out to Suelta. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> well, y'all hear it soon, but we did a song called Suelta, and then after that, um. I think I was about to go to the DR, and I was like, dude, I really, really, really want, really want three songs to make. And he was like, hey, man, I got this beat. What do you think? I was like, dude, I've never made a song this fast, but I'm going to really try. So he was like, yeah, dude, try. So we wrote to Scene Thi, and then he was like, dude, this is so good. I know, like you said, uh, it could be your song or whatever, but can me and my cousin get on it? And at that point, I had already knew OG Rich Boy. Let me me talk my shit about this real quick. So... (laughs) This is actually a crazy experience with Cinti. Like, I've never had this musically. 
he showed me the beat for CNT without vocals, and I literally freaked out. It was crazy. It was a reggaeton uh, hybrid with trap elements. But the way it's been done, I've never heard any song to this day yes. ever do that production work. Well, and when I say it's different, it's different because crazy. Know, yeah, I'm you know I'm like a superhero by night. You know I'm Batman making music, but by day I'm an engineer. You know what I'm saying? Right now, currently, so same here, brother. I I uh I showed my friends who don't even speak Spanish, and they are rocking with it. Like to this day, they're rocking with it. every time they play it they know more words in spanish although they're primarily english speaking so i know it's a good song when that happens like you just broke the barrier of language and you know the lyrics and they're like like they're like what are you saying i'm like i'm not gonna tell you until you go on rap genius and find out you know what i'm saying i'm you gotta do the work for yourself you know what i think the reason but this means without you (laughs) a lot of people listen to the song just like all of us, when we were making this song, we were having, uh, like, we were able to be a pop star, you know? It was crazy. Like, people would laugh at us, like, we're pop stars. But then we actually became a pop star, and it's crazy. And now we're a boy band. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. So that's enough hype for the song. We may as well play the song, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Ya me perdí, Uh-oh. Tú siempre estás diciendo que me busco. Tú, ella y yo aquí, pero juntos somos felices. Oh, ven aquí, mami, acércate. Tú, ella y yo aquí, pero juntos somos felices. Oh, ven aquí, mami, acércate. Así, así, así. Your body right next to me. Así, así, así. Your body right next to me. Something that I was wondering about. So, are you saying you're saying I see, I see? Is that supposed to also be like I see, I see? Because uh, the song is Spanish and English. Well, I had originally intended. Actually, no. You take it how you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's abstract. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think music. Everyone gets their own experience for music. So, whereas I meant. I see, which translates to like like that or like this. Like I like what you're doing, like this. I see, mommy. Like, but to yeah. someone else, it could be like, "Dang, I see you. I see what you're doing." You know what I'm saying? So I think music is kind of like that in terms of everybody got their own experience of what they could take for it. Because what I like isn't necessarily what you like from it. That's true. It's interesting what you were saying about how people who don't even speak the language are bumping with it. And I get, I mean, I know what Sinti means. I, I know enough Spanish to mean that, uh, to know it means without you. Yeah. Was there a specific person you had in mind when you were writing that? Man, you asked me this last time. I know. You know I'm keep Before the audience. <laughs> Before the audience. No, I mean, I don't know. I, it, you know, 
music is a collaborative experience. So we can't say that like we got three people on this song. We can't say that it's about the same person. You know what I'm saying? So but we I'm each, definitely yeah. deflecting here. But no, nah, I, I would. Like I mean, to you're say, a boy band. I wouldn't put it past you if you were all writing about the same person. Well, no, it's not about the same. Person. Actually, going off on that too, uh, I actually thought of someone I knew I was having problems with at the time. I'm not going to go into details, but yeah. No, no. So we all have our own. <laughs> I was having problems with someone. In OG a while, Rich Boy, a while are, you, ago. are you talking about your boss? No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was after. Uh, that that's not what that sounds nah, like nah, nah. for the record. Now we're um, in an essence, we're just we're all talking about the same concept, and the concept could be existent in different people. And it's also a beautiful thing because we all understood each other too, in a way, because we all had a similarity, a meeting point in that sentiment. So, yeah. But yeah. I will say, like, love with, you guys. My, with my writing, love you too, dude. <laughs> I will say that with my writing style, I don't like, I don't like writing things or saying things in my music that's not true. So, like, it's not necessarily about one person, but it could be a plethora of things that happen to me that I can make into this story. You see what I'm saying? But I try not to like lie in my lyrics. So it's pretty cool. Got to keep the realness here. Yeah. So nice. let's let's fast forward then to this weekend because Sinti did come out. Was it a month ago? Almost two, uh, ain't it? About almost three Since months. Three, three months ago. Yeah. Well, we made it three months ago, but I think we dropped it July. It took a little bit because you know just logistics. July and stuff. three months ago. I don't know. There was also that whole thing with it being posted on the wrong Gabby's page. Shout out to Gabriel Di Martino, who still didn't message us back, but not yet. You know, so what sad. Saying? We got our views though. Yeah, just saying, we tried to solid. fix it. You know, I even had to hit up Distro Kid. Shout out to Distro Kid. If your music ain't on Distro Kid, it should be. Dang. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to get a referral code in here. We got to get a referral code. I don't have one. Uh, okay. We well, actually got to get a sponsorship from Distro Kid. What's up? What's up? What's up? Actually, yeah. Distro Kid helps Sign me. Sponsor us. Distro Sign Kid's me. really good at like responding back to your tweets, like personal DM tweets. I'm like, hey, dude, it says it's on Pandora, but I don't see it on Pandora. He's like, use this link. I'm like, ah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we about, we about to cash out on DistroKid. But first, we're, we're going to fast forward to this weekend. So Sinti dropped about one or two months ago. And this weekend, you guys traveled because we we all used to be in Knox or not. Sorry, OG Rich Boy, you didn't live in Knoxville. Mm. We wish you did. But Resident and I used to live in Knoxville with Gabby. Gabby is still in Knoxville. OG Rich Boy has lived in New York. Uh, Resident and I now live in Philly, and we've all congregated in Philly today. So you guys traveled. The goal is to knock out three songs for this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Try to. So yesterday was completely dedicated to one song, figuring out the process. What, what were you guys calling it, like managerial kind of stuff? Well, I wouldn't say that like, you know, we got a goal. Every, everybody should have goals, you know what I'm saying? So we had a goal of what um, we wanted to do, but we also talked before we started like, hey, we want to make this genuine. So like, I think just because we didn't necessarily make three songs yesterday, we still got done a lot of the other stuff too that we wanted to do. And like, we made a song that was not expected to make, and I think that song was better than the three songs we were thinking of trying to make. So I think it was good. It was a success in its own way. Yeah, we didn't really have a quantifying uh, guide, essentially. We just went into the studio, had a vibe, and we just bounced off it. We've made music together before. This is the first time I actually met uh, Gabby in person, yeah. and it's a fucking amazing experience. That's so. crazy, because you guys have been working together for months. Yeah, um, but I knew we would have a great experience yeah. together, because we've been just... 
on CNT, just the synergy was amazing. I've, I've got to put this in here. For anybody listening who is trying to figure out how to make money from their music right now, it's not just the people around you. If you have access to the, the internet, if you have an Instagram, hell, if you have a TikTok, you should be going out and you should be messaging people who are in your genre, people who aren't in your genre, and just trying to work with as many people as you can, other artists, working with producers, engineers, whoever you can get in contact with. Just expand your network and figure out who can help you and how can you help other people. That is the way you grow. Okay, off my uh, off my podium like for that. a second. I'm gonna, like wait, I'm, gonna come like back. I'm gonna come on to that podium. It's about who you know. The most stereotypical advice. It's about who you know. You cannot be a successful producer, successful whatever, in isolation. Yeah, I mean that's with anything. Like I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, dude, you can't play chess with only one player. Like you can't. And what I mean by player, I mean Actually, like it's a strategy game. It's a strategy. You need you need like pawns, rooks. It's react. Who are your pawns? Well, no, I mean that's probably a bad example, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you can't you can't play anything by yourself. The chances of like doing something successfully by yourself is very slim. You have to work with people to reach an ultimate goal. It's all an economy. It is. All right. So I want. Oh, where were we going right before this? So everybody's congregating in Philly, and you guys spent a lot of the day yesterday working on that one song. I actually really. Do you mind if we play a little bit of that snippet, like I mean, a snippet can. of that the, the chorus? Y'all wanna, y'all wanna? Yeah, yeah I wanna play Is it too early? Nah, we can, cause I mean, it'll be good. All right. Just move on and make the shit last You're trying to live slow, but the only way is fast Ferrari driving, pushing pedals in the dash When I pull up, skirt, skirt, leave you in the past Hard to find me, always mysterious Looking for love and I'm feeling so delirious I'm just here to vibe and it's not always serious Producing with the fam, now we making millions No sé que fue que pasó, pero pasó, ya pasó Entre tú y yo, Shout out to Mac with a Q. Yeah, on the co-production. Yeah, I honestly couldn't have done this without him. Like this beat took me to a new level for real. Cause he he's got the keys on lock. I'm telling you, like, whew. yeah, he's got about, the, they they're about to hear it. Man, he uh he really adds a whole different element to that. It's super interesting to hear what what he can come up with when you because you always have a different. Uh, a different style depending on who you work with, whether it's by yourself, whether it's with OG Rich Boy, Mac with a Q, whether it's with Sharabi, whoever you're doing co-productions with, it's always different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, I keep a certain sense of uh, rhythm consistent throughout the co-productions because I specialize in the drums. So what usually ends up varying is small stuff in the drums and a lot of the melodies. That makes sense because I know OG Rich Boy, you, you specialize in the keys as well. Yeah. So you know what else is cool? So I mean, just going back to the podium for a second, we we are about like fifteen minutes into the podcast. How many names do you think we've dropped with the people that we've worked with? Uh, not enough. Mama, te quiero. <laughs> hey, 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 my mom deserves some love too, though. You know she's gonna be listening. Yeah, shout out my mom. If you don't shout say out Spree, shout, shout out Gia. Evelyn. Shout, shout out, out all Evelyn. these people, man. Shout out to fucking the, my shitty ass boss. Shout Fuck out to you, the guy. Shout out to Jackie. Uh, shout out to uh my brother Randy who took me to the airport so I go to Philly. That's awesome. Okay, so there was that song, and you guys have already started working on another song for today, right? We got a beat going. Yeah, yeah we got a beat going. Uh, we it's pretty gonna much be finished it. 
Yeah, it's off an old song that that I had. I, I we we're trying like new stuff to see how we could expand and stuff. So I I had this old song that I kind of want to see the light of day. So I showed them the concept, and now they're making a beat for it. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's a certified hood classic. So what is the value? <laughs> Thanks, Gabby. Can you can you explain to me what is the value in having a custom beat production versus buying a pre-made beat? Well, it, to be honest, it's my first time something like that happened in that way. But I, I'd say, like in a song like Cinti uh, or like Suerta, you could actually like adjust certain like things that's happening in the song to fit you, like certain beat breaks and stuff like that. But if you just go and get a beat that's already pre-made, you can't. You, you miss that experience. It's like it's kind of like what we were saying. Like we've met before through iPhone, and that's a beautiful thing that we can do that like as people. But it's not the same as like talking in person and communicating that idea almost instantaneously body language is a huge part of communication yeah so i'd say like the most the (laughs) the main benefit would probably be like it is very customizable and the word of customizable mean like it's customized to you and there's also a certain emotion that people have at the moment that you can't replicate anywhere that's why i i go to the club still even though i'm not a huge club guy because that energy is something i can't even fake you look like a huge club guy (laughs) <laughs> you say you say what you mean not, what you mean you huh? can't fool me bro what are you trying to say what are you trying to say hey me too though <laughs> shout out to the club <laughs> you so, know fuck Laboom though they scam people um real shit they're actually in the bronx i just want to put this out there for anyone all right don't what what is it called a Laboom. don't go there yeah they like Laboom. they're a reggaeton and whatever i was supposed to see Lune, and he never showed up I was there till 6 a.m. Are you oh, that, sure it's not fucking Yeah, think, yeah, like, that might well, not be the club as well. He was like, maybe he's coming at 6. <laughs> so Rez. I kept on, you know, just filling up on gin and tonic, you know what I'm saying? Hell Some tequila, yeah. you know? Looking for the mamas, but, you know, it wasn't Callate. Callate. Okay, so Rez, what do you think then is, uh, do, do you think all artists should be getting custom beat production? Do you think it's better to get leases? What, what do you think is like the pros and cons? Uh, well, First of all, custom beat production, the con is the big one, the money. It does cost more to get custom beat production. Now, since Gabe's been to day one since me, like, I don't care. Like, it's honestly fun to make a beat with him. But, you know, if I'm just linking up with someone and stuff like that, you know, recently, I would charge them a little bit extra for co-production because I want to make sure that the time is put in there to the point where it's or not co-production, a custom production. Time is put in there that it's worth it for them. Because they get exactly the picture that they want. And what that usually consists of is them having some sort of melody in their head, maybe some sort of speed. Um, Maybe they like a certain song existent, and then they give me the speed of that song. I make a beat based off the instruments they tell me and stuff. And then where their part comes in really, because I got it from there, is the structure. Because sometimes they come in with like, I want a hook right here. I want a verse right here. I want an intro right here, that kind of stuff. Now... If a beat's already pre-made, to be honest with you, um, as an engineer, I've learned to manipulate the beat on my own to maybe how I, to how I write the song because I I write too. Um, that started way back actually when you first started doing this with an. Was Lil Mac the first artist you who? No, 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 not he wasn't the first who you produced for. But I do remember that there was a song you did with him called Turtle. Was it Turtle Dove that had the the beat that you had switched up? I think it was uh, summer '97, or no, no, no. It was the it was a beat Chrome. 
Summer night. Wasn't it summer eighteen? What do you mean it's, summer ninety seven? I'm thinking of um I'm thinking of a different song. Um but yeah. I don't even remember 18. that shit. Yeah, I don't even remember that shit. So um, many songs. Summer so eighteen. Many songs. Um I think. I'm not sure. Like honestly, there's a lot that a lot that happened since then and I can't give the one hundred percent on it, but I will say that um with the early experience I've had of custom production, I've learned pretty much everything that the artists want up front. Like the structure, like what composes what they want. Because, right, there'd be an artist that tells me, yo, make a beat that bops. Like, make sure it hits hard. Oh, bro, I know how to do that. Yeah, and the thing is, I make a beat that quote-unquote hits hard, and they're like, bro, it's, what are you talking about? This is nothing like what I wanted. So this is the thing. It's important to be specific all along the board. And there's many cases where people hear my beats and they like them off the bat. But in that case, it's not that they already had a song. Is that they're going to make a song to that beat. What I find is that people who want to make a song, or people who have already made a song, they just need a beat for it. And that's where the custom production comes in. So it's really what the artist is prepared to do. Honestly, um, I don't really fuck with many artists, honest, just to be real with you. Yeah, I don't you. fuck with any artists. Uh, if you look at the collabs I've done my whole life, not too many. And it's not because I suck. It's because I barely vibe with artists in the studio the artists that I do vibe, I'll keep them around forever, you know. But like, I don't, I don't fake. I do think music it's is very emotional for me. So. I feel that. I feel that. I do think it's super important to use the music producer as the audio engineer to create the vibes. I mean, I, you know, some people just come in with such horrible vibes that it's like it's just better off to have them out. But I do like. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree with that? That you as the producer, as the guy who runs the studio, would have a huge responsibility, a huge role in that. Well, to be honest, uh, they pay me. That puts me in a situation where I have to fulfill something because yeah. in the end of the day, my word is everything. Yeah, it's like working at Chick-fil-A. If you have a, if you don't have a smile on your face, you're fired. And if you don't have a chicken sandwich either, you shouldn't work there. Yeah, exactly. Then you're Popeyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow I hope I approach this the right direction. But yeah, um, the uh, this is the thing. Uh, sometimes I get, I, don't people, even know that, man. I get people in my studio of different stages in growth and development and stuff, but also work with them, you know, off uh, telecommuting. And what I find is the people who are at the very beginning, they have a lack of trust for me sometimes oh, because yeah. they haven't done it before. It's natural. Still need to build that relationship. Yeah, it's building a relationship. But what I do not like is people hovering over my shoulder telling me, no, I don't like that sound. Like uh, if I put a snare in there or something like that. Yeah, well, you got to have some trust that you're going to do them good. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. Like I'd say the same thing if I was paying for a service and I felt for a second that I wasn't getting what I wanted. However, there are certain parts of production, at least my process, which, you know, in the future I could communicate that like you're going to, you're not, I'm going to, my process is like molding it like a clay, like a clay pot. Starts from the bottom up. From the bottom, it's very small. It doesn't look like much, but it keeps going up and I shape it. Um, but if I have a sound in there, I'm going to change it later. That That's my process. And then some people come in and they say, dude, that sounds ass. And then they start insulting me because of it. And because I'm they like, weren't specific enough from the start and they were too controlling and overbearing. They start insulting well, not, happened? No, I mean like, like more so like undermining my intelligence. Oh, like, yeah, why yeah. would you do that? Like that's, that doesn't I sound think that's, good at all. That's everywhere. We're like collaborations. It's, and I think it stems from like how people grew up and learned how to work together. Cause like, I don't think we clash. But we've had we had differing or different disagreements, ideas, disagreements. Mm -hmm. But they're not like disagreements like that. But I agree. I think that just stems from who the person is and like how they work together. Cause yeah, and I hate people that you produce for that don't even know music and they try to tell you how to make music. If I'm collaborating with another artist, 
I will, you know, it's a collaborative process. I believe the best ideas that come out from collaborations are rejection of two and the middle ground, meaning in the middle ground, you know, the, the residual ideas. I, I can stand by that. Um, a lot of compromises that I've made, um, they have actually ended up being a lot better than what I can do and what they could do. Um, I just hope that the art of other artist is down to compromise. I feel like that's less of a compromise, compromise and more of two people coming together and putting their ideas into one. Well, like you got to sure. also learn yeah, how yeah. to like be a, you got to always be a student and never be like a master in my opinion. Cause if you're a master then you're not open to learning. Yeah. You've so got like, to shut in out my case, ideas. I don't know if y'all know this, but I'll be like, yeah, I don't know what that means. So I ask, I'm always asking questions. I ask for opinions and stuff like that. Cause I value that. Coachability is the most underrated skill in anything you do in life. If you can't take advice, how can you get better? Oh, I agree, dude. And I mean, like even down to this podcast, like that's exactly what the entrepreneur needs to know. Because if they come in with the mentality that they know everything, how are they ever going to like get better? They're just going to get destroyed or get better. Yeah, they're just going to get destroyed. But some people need to fail in that sense to learn. Yeah, dude. The the biggest people do that. So be it. I promise you the biggest people in hip hop in any, in any realm right now are still learning and taking advice. I guarantee you Drake is still taking advice from people. I guarantee you Jay Balvin is still taking advice from people. You know, it's everywhere. Definitely the fashion industry. I mean, he's getting, hey, when you said the biggest artist, I was waiting until you said OG Rich Boy. (laughs) Hey, I can't toot my own horn. Young (laughs) kid. We'll toot your horn, dude. So we we have been talking a lot about how music producers take money. Uh, sorry, make money, not take money. Make money. We trying to say. Hey, hey. No. <laughs> um, I do want to pivot just just for like a minute or two about how an artist makes money. So there are there are lots of ways to do it, right? We're talking about a lot about making this music. You make money from putting your uh, putting your music on streaming platforms and getting royalties. That that's just a small amount of money. You make money from getting shows and playing uh, live performances, getting people to pay for tickets, for hosting other events. There's, there's also externalities in those shows, right? You can sell uh, food. If you have someone with an alcohol license, you can sell alcohol at shows. And also merchandise. Yeah, merchandise. and in shows. And commercials. Yeah. Like yeah. TV commercials, radio commercials. In all honesty, I don't, I don't think the best way to – or what, here's what I should say is that when you're an artist and you're making music – what you're really trying to do is you're trying to garner attention from people because when you have attention, you can you can monetize attention in so many different ways. Oh, but that's the name of the game now. If you if you're not hip to it, that's the name of the game. You got it's about whose attention you got. If yeah. you notice, like big big social media companies or big technology companies, they're they got attention engineers. That's what their jobs are. They're they're trying to find ways to take your attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you get that, then you got them, dude. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think that you just monetize music right from the get go. Like you really, you release a song. You're like, wow, this is the best song I've ever made. Oh my God. Everybody's going to love this. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to make millions of dollars, but who cares? You know, if you, even if you do make a really good song and everybody loves it, that's just, that's still just attention. If you get 10,000 plays on Spotify, that is, uh, let me think for a second, four, four hundred dollars. 10,000 plays is $40? I think it's $40 for 10,000 plays. Man, shoot. Either way, attention is clout, and clout gets you money because you can use it in so many things. You can you have a publicity, you have like a persona, so you can go on commercials, you can do whatever. It gives you a value to your music. Um, the, you give your music the value when you make it, but no one else gives it a value. The clout gives it the yeah. external value. But biggest. I think I like to say though too, like the biggest thing is is belief in yourself first before you of course, start of course. doing all that. Like, oh yeah, you you're the belief, pop star. If you don't yeah. believe in you, how is anyone else gonna believe in you? That's the biggest thing, man. Who gives a Who gives a fuck? You go to your nine to five, 
People are hating. Who gives a shit? When you're on the mic, you're the fucking lady killer. You're running the clubs. People are begging to be in front of you. And that's how you got to be. Because yeah. you're not going to create it. You're not going to convince. That's I'm right. not going to convince you that. I, you st- yeah. You, you still got to be like, like with me. I know I'm the shit. But I say it modestly speaking. You are the shit. Thank you. But I know that. You know what I'm saying? I say We're all mo- the shit. I say it modestly speaking. You know what I'm it's saying? It's confidence. Like, even at work, they know I'm the shit. I know I'm the shit. We know. But at the same time, I understand that you are also the shit. But whether or not your confidence level is at the same confidence level that is at for me or at like it is for mine, like could be different. But you guys got to believe in yourself first, because if you don't believe in yourself, how you ever going? Yeah. Who will? If you don't stand for yourself, they just going to knock you down. Yeah. Yeah. We're the shit squad. I mean, I got to give the biggest example that I can think of that everyone's going to know this one. Lucid Dreams by Juice World. You know how much uh, Juice World made from that? Like, no, I I don't know the I don't know the exact amount. He made ten percent because Sting took ninety percent, right? Because Who is that? Sting, uh, old the, the band, rock artist. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're uh oh yeah, he's a single artist. I think actually not a whole band. Yeah, he's from a band. And he um he wrote the uh the riff, the guitar riff that was quote unquote interpolated by the producer for Lucid Dreams. Do, do you remember his name? Nick Mira. Nick Mira. And that this was a huge stink. Stink took ninety uh, percent of the royalties, and stink? I stink, stink, stink. <laughs> and then Juice World came out and said, "Who cares? There's yeah. plenty more money to be made later." And that's and that's how you got to look at life, dude. You can make money from anything. That song got like a billion plays, but at the same time, not only did it get a billion plays, but it probably got eighty percent of that of people who are now watching him, who now have his attention. You know what I'm saying? Like he just dropped another song. It may not be as big as that, and but he still got them watching. So it's, it's not even his matters. biggest song anymore. His biggest song now is called "Hate Me." Oh, I never heard that. One. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> really he's just real fan. Here, here's I another, like his music though. Here's like another it. thing that nah, he's, he's done good. really well. He's really conquered his lane of that sad boy hip hop. <laughs> Now we yeah. the happy boy hip hop motherfuckers. <laughs> is, is that the name of your boy band? Happy boy hip hop. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we ain't no fucking boy band. Boy. Okay. We're successful boys. We're fucking slanging. We ain't no boy band. Hell no. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the sad boy realm, the sad boy realm. I feel like it could be overtaken again with someone who brings even more rock. Can Seems I, more like a rock. There are so many music. lanes can you can I take up. More side chain. Like, like, dude, look. So like I I've always been making music that's like somewhat sap, but I don't care what people think because I think it's good, you know what I'm saying. But it's always been in English, and I always listen to Spanish music. But it's cool because like Spanish culture music, like you go to the clubs and they're talking about sap stuff too. But they listen to that in the clubs over here, United States. They not listening to sap stuff like that in the clubs. They like listening to hard shit. So it's cool. That's another reason why I like reggaeton because like yeah, y'all don't know what I'm saying. I'm still saying some slap shit, but it still slaps. You know what I'm saying? That's That's a, it's cool. on the delivery. Yeah. I mean, I, I do find like there's it's more heavy towards the party club, like I love you type stuff, but the emphasis of pain in there, um, I feel like it's a huge opportunity, which every single time you record a song, you are going deeper into that lane. And if that's what you so prefer, like there's definitely a place for you there. And there are yeah, so many yeah. lanes. So we uh who um what's his name? Lil Nas X who created a lane, right? That uh, trap, hip-hop country. That was not a thing before he him. He doesn't even do that much anymore. He just uses it to get in. Now he's just doing like songs. Yeah, we Panini, were talking about Panini is just like I think that, trap. 
I think that's more of like Post Malone's lane. I think it's tough though because you don't want to be just branded as one thing. Yeah, because I'm making Spanish music now, but I definitely don't want to just make Spanish music because I speak both languages. Mm -hmm. If I learn a third language, guess what? I'm gonna make third language music. You know, we we about to get into another entrepreneurial lesson here, Gabe, because you you said that when you were traveling around in Europe for a little bit in Spain, in Italy, that the kind of music they were listening to was the kind of music that you were making. Obviously, Spain, a Spanish-speaking country. Italy, Italy, they speak happy Spanish there, not regular Spanish. No, Italians Italians don't even (laughs) speak Spanish. But yeah, it was crazy. When I was in Italy, they were like, like I went to a club with my with my bro. Shout out to K Mac, my best friend since high school, Shut since up. middle college, since GGG days when they thought this wasn't gonna work, but it worked oh, out. Hey. But um, but yo yo, did you go to Ibiza? No, we went to. No, you didn't no. go to Europe if you didn't get to Ibiza. Nah, yeah, man, that oh, doesn't wow. count. Yeah. Damn, it's okay. all about shit. Yeah, shit, shit, just kidding. But man. no, like we went to this, we went just to this kidding. like alleyway that had a bunch of like Italian clubs, and there it, it seems like they were really big on um, karaoke. So, like, they were playing, like, a lot of Spanish songs on their, like, karaoke thing. So, I was like, dang, that's weird because these folks speak Italian because I sure tried speaking Spanish to them and they didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? So, it was pretty cool. And then we went to Spain and everyone, I mean, everyone there speaks Spanish. So, they were listening to the same kind of stuff. But I think that kind of music is taking over, like, the party scene. And, yeah. Like, the- I mean, look at Rosalia. She's from Spain. She's the first Spanish artist like that's into reggaeton and pop music and trap and everything. I don't know if it blends that well, but at least she's trying. On some Hannah Montana shit, best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So the entrepreneurial lesson that you can pull out of this is that you noticed a trend. This was something that you liked beforehand anyway, but then you noticed a trend. Like People are listening to this. This is on the rise. I mean, there are numbers out there to support it, but to see it and to figure out who's listening to it and to really get to know the audience and understand what specifically they like. Because obviously reggaeton is a very large genre and figuring out what within it you can use in your own style to convince them to listen to your music as well. Finding your audience, understanding them. And then once you know your audience, once you understand your audience, you know how to approach them, either in Italian or Spanish, or German, or whatever. And also, just a correction, um, my other friend Gabe, shout out to other Gabe, um, he actually is a huge reggaeton enthusiast, and he sends me like hits every day, and he explained to me that the reggaeton we see it now is not the reggaeton that people know. There's reggaeton, and there's new reggaeton, yeah. and they're actually completely different drum-wise. Just the work that goes into it, the lyrics, everything. Older reggaeton, uh, like, like I said earlier, it has the more authentic drums that are like lower quality, and still to this day, they still recreate that old reggaeton. The new stuff is mixed with R&B and trap. So where do you think we fit? You think we're making the new stuff? We, we part of that new Making it new, new. We on yeah. some new, new. Yeah, yeah new I think, shit. I think, I think so, too. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for joining us on Hip Hop Entrepreneurs, Episode 3. My name is Matt Young. My co-host, Resonant, are two guests today, OG Rich Boy and Young Gabi. OG Rich Boy. Gabi, conta. Let's do some social plugs real quick. OG Rich Boy, where can they find you? OG Rich Boy underscore on Instagram, and that's pretty much it. SoundCloud OG Rich Boy. Come check out my shit, and we'll we'll buy. We could collab, whatever. Whatever the fuck you want to do. That's party. what's up. That's okay. what's up. Young Gobby, where can they find you? Uh, what's up, Young Gay, Young Gobby? You can find me at Instagram, Twitter, um, Gobby, G-A-B-I underscore Valerio, V-A-L-E-R-I-O, three. All right. Like Resonant, that. where can they find you? <laughs> Resonant on Twitter and Instagram, R-E-Z-O-N-E-N-T. 
don't press that motherfucking button. Okay, don't press that button. All right, guys, my name is Matt Young. You can find me on Instagram at Matt, M-A-T-T dot M dot Young, Y-O-U-N-G. We are peacing out. We will see you guys next week. Adios. Yeah. Dale. Adios. Yeah. Okay. Thank you.